Hey everyone, welcome to episode 95, Your Relationship with Your Body. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to listen. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. So before I begin, I have a review for our podcast from C. Chaitsma from Canada. She says she's an amazing coach and explains things so well. That is so nice of you. So I'm so glad that you all still love me after hearing my McDonald's addiction story. And so many of you are so excited about conquering the A-line, but also conquering the T-line because most of society and most of what you see and what people try to tell you what to do, they're focused on the A-line, but the T-line fuels the F-line, which fuels the A-line. Now, if you're new to the podcast, something that is always very helpful to throw into the model, and the model is CTFAR. We all have circumstances in our lives. Then we have thoughts about the circumstances. And then our thought creates the feeling which drives the actions, which creates the result. Now, a lot of times we give all of our power and all of our emotional responsibility to the C-line. It might be to the weight on the scale. It might be to our spouse. It might be to our child or our children or our sister or our brother or our mom or our dad or our greedy grandpappy. And what happens is you give all of your emotional power to something that's inanimate like the scale. And today we're talking about your relationship with your body and why that matters. Because I want you to think about a time that you've had a really, really, really profound, amazing, well-connected teacher. That teacher that you don't even remember what you learned in his or her class, but you remember how you felt. And I love that quote by Maya Angelou. She says, people will forget what you said. People forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And that is so true with your teachers, with your coaches, with your parents, with your grandparents, with your aunts, with your uncles. Think about when you were a child in your life, who made you feel just unstoppable and they believed in you before you believed in yourself. And so when you have that person, you know what that feels like. Now, think about that person. Describe in your brain what he or she was like. Was it a teacher? Was it a parent? Was it a coach? Was it a grandparent? Was it an aunt? Was it an uncle? Sometimes when your parents weren't there for you, you have some type of adult figure that was there for you like your parents. It could have been a step parent. So I want you to kind of put that in a little bottle and imagine and remember how he or she made you feel. Now do the same thing with the opposite feeling. If you had a really critical boss or a critical parent or a teacher or someone who yelled at you or name called you or called you out of your name, they were aggressive, they were dominant. Think about that person. For this context and for this scenario, I want you to think of it as an influential teacher and a critical teacher. I'm gonna use the word teacher, but I want you to plug and play that person in. It could have been a parent, could have been an actual teacher or a coach or a grandparent, or an aunt, or an uncle, or a cousin, someone who is a very positive influence for you, and then someone who is a very critical, could never do anything right, never felt good enough when you're around them. From what they said, their tone, their energy, all the things. 
So I want you now to think about your relationship with your body like a relationship you have in your life. So if you're going to get marriage advice from someone, they're going to say, talk nicely to each other, don't go to bed angry, spend time together, find out their love language, fill up their love cup, be a good communicator, be open to listening, listen to what they're saying, how are you going to make them feel? So if that's a relationship that we have with another person, the same thing works with our relationship with our body. I want you to put your body into the seat of a classroom and then I want you to be the teacher of your body and what's your relationship with your body. Are you the critical teacher or are you the influential teacher? Because when we think about our relationship with our body as a separate entity and a separate relationship, kind of like what we talked about with our relationship with laundry, when you use inanimate objects like laundry or the scale and you equate it to a relationship you have with a friend or a loved one or someone growing up, When you can make that leap, then you can kind of see it with a different set of eyes where you put your body into the classroom, into a desk, and then you are the teacher of that body. So you are a positive influence or you are a critical influence. And where do you fall? What messages are you saying to your body? Because for most people, when they want to lose weight, they are beating themselves up and thinking that they're going to get results that way. I have helped hundreds upon hundreds of hundreds of people lose weight, get healthy, tone up, break up with McDonald's. And the driving factor, which gets them results or does not get them result, is the feeling that is driving it. So when you put your body as a circumstance, you could say a body, my body, as a circumstance, then what are your thoughts about your body? Because your thoughts drive your feelings, which drive your actions, which drive your results. So I asked all of you, what are some traits that you like to have in a friend? So these are the same traits that I want you to embody for the relationship with your body. And this is how you're going to get results and get into skin that is comfortable. Get into a body that feels comfortable to hang around in your jammies where you're not pulling at your clothes, huffing and puffing just to get out of the chair or up a flight of stairs. So a lot of things that people say they want in a friend is loyal, trustworthy, kindness, encouraging, understanding, no judgment, trust, honesty, funny, honesty and genuineness, honesty, dependability, open, honest, reliability, honesty and humor. Do you see the honest is so prevalent? Listening, honest, selfless, accepting, loyal, honest, fun, funny and compassionate, trust, reliability, humor, trust, morals, and don't lie to me. Same as I would give back, fun, loyal, good listener, emotionally supportive, self-love, honest, reliable, and sincere, confident, free spirit. Do you see everyone wants honest and they want loyal? Why is that? They want that loyalty and they want that honesty because it's so important to build trust and rapport with another person. So use that same trait and put your body into the classroom chair. And how are you honest with your body? How are you loyal to your body? How are you compassionate with your body? How are you trustworthy with the relationship with yourself? And talk to your body almost like a third person. And I love being like Chuck Rollery. I feel like I'm a matchmaker when I set up these groups and people come to me and they're like, I am desperate to do X, Y, Z. And I'll say, okay, tell me your fitness level. Tell me your nutrition level. Tell me how you feel about sweets and about where are your emotions running that are having you run to food. And you can get a really good picture. And then I act as the matchmaker between what the problem is and the solution that you want. And then I marry the two 
and match you up accordingly. And so it's okay to have a relationship with your body where you're challenging your body. You might say, you might talk to your body in third person, like, hey body, how you doing? I'm sorry I was so hard on you for so many years. You know, if you ever did drugs, I did those drugs and and beat you up that way. I'm sorry that I was so mean to you. Like it's okay to apologize to your body. It sounds crazy, but to have a relationship with your body, you have to make amends and you have to say, you know what? I'm going to push you a little bit. We're going to do something that's a little bit hard. I know you're not going to want to do it. We're going to do it anyway because it's going to make us super healthy. It might be doing a workout, going for a run, lifting weights, jumping on the pogo stick, whatever it is, having that relationship so you're having this authority, so to speak, over the relationship with your body versus it's not good enough. I'm not the right size. I'm not the right in the right clothes. Nothing ever works for me. I have a bad thyroid. I have an autoimmune and using that as evidence against our body and something's wrong with us. But instead being that compassionate friend of talking to your body, like, hey, what do you need? What do you need, love? That's what Brooke always asks herself. What do you need, love? What would love do in this moment? And then answering the questions and having that dialogue back and forth. It sounds crazy, but this is how you get integrity with yourself and that loyalty and that honesty where if you say you're gonna do something, then you go and do it. And then if you don't do it, you have love and compassion and forgiveness for yourself versus I can't believe you, you're a loser, you're not good enough. Like think about if you talk to a friend that way or a sister or a child or your parents or your parents talk to you that way. Think about if that was the messaging that you got from outside of you, you probably wouldn't spend a lot of time with that person. The same thing works with our relationship with our body. We have to talk to our body and be proud of it, encourage it, and like a coach would, like that powerful, influential teacher. How did he or she talk to you? That's the same way I want you to start thinking about talking to your body with love, with compassion, with trust, with loyalty, with forgiveness when you mess up versus expecting this all or nothing. Like I have to do it seven days a week, 14 hours a day, and I have to be perfect. And then you're a robot. And then you don't offer any room for the B minus work. So then when you do mess up, then it's just like beat myself up, beat myself up, beat myself up. But the brain is wired to beat yourself up. Okay, so just know that there's nothing gone wrong. This is not because your parents. This is not because you have poor self-control. This is not because you're a bad human. This is not because you're not good enough. This is the way the brain is wired. This is normal. It's called negative bias. 60 to 70% of our thoughts are going to be negative without my management. So like I was giving the analogy with my friend Jennifer about everyone thinks that we need to think positively all the time. And then when we're not thinking positively, we're beating ourselves up for not thinking positively. But it's impossible to be positive all the time. So it's almost like you're walking around at a dinner party and they're coming around with this platter and they're saying, would you want fish sticks or would you want an egg roll? And you get to choose based on the platter. The same thing works with our thoughts. There will be thoughts that will beat yourself up without mind management. And then there'll be also thoughts of, you're doing a really good job. I'm really proud of you. Keep doing what you're doing. Look at you showing up even when it's hard. You're doing hard things versus I'm going to try. Because when you try, it's a very weak way of saying that if something doesn't go right, we're just gonna give up and quit. Instead of saying, no, I'm doing it. See how the word doing is so much stronger than the word trying? So instead of beating yourself up, give equal airtime to the other side. Because beating yourself up is very easy. I don't know a person on this planet that doesn't do it, me included. So that's very simple. That's just the way the brain works because it's always trying to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. Your brain is wired to protect you. So it's doing its job. Just like when Maggie gets freaked out, when someone comes to the door, she thinks that she's actually protecting us. She's doing her job. Nothing's gone wrong. We're not mad at her. We just get a little curious like, huh, what's so wrong with the vacuum? What's making you so upset? It's okay. It's so, nope, no worries. 
We're curious, we're compassionate. We give her love, we give her kindness. Same thing I want you to give to yourself when you start beating yourself up. So having that conversation every single stinking honking day with your body, instead of always beating yourself up like that teacher did who was so critical. That critical teacher did not inspire you, motivate you, and make you achieve what you wanted to achieve in whatever area, whatever classroom you're in, whether it was sports, whether it was physics, whether it was chemistry, whether it was math, whether it was home economics. That teacher, that critical teacher, made you shut down, made you go inward because your brain was protecting yourself. And that's what the brain's supposed to do. Now think about that teacher that inspired you just from their energy, just from their energy alone, you were inspired, you were motivated, you wanted to do better. You wanted to do better because you wanted to make him or her proud. You wanted their approval. You wanted to get the A, you wanted to get the B, you wanted to get their attention. Whatever it was, what was your motivating factor? That same teacher Think about him or her and then become that him or her in your relationship with yourself. Put your body in the chair of that classroom and that teacher who inspired you, become that teacher, become that person in your relationship with yourself, how you talk to yourself. Have a relationship with your body. Talk to your body. Hey body, how you doing? How are your legs feeling? You used to score a lot of goals with those legs. These are the conversations I have with my body. I'm so proud of you, body. You're running even though you're 46 years old and you're still trucking along and you're still lifting weights and you're pressing play even though it's hard. I love you, body. Thank you for showing up for me even when it's hard. All those beers I had in college, I'm so sorry. That was too many, I know. And that's why we don't do shots anymore because of what happened when we were in our 20s. I'm sorry about that. That's not gonna happen anymore, okay? You created five babies with your body. I am so proud of you for creating five babies. And then you were able to birth two babies. That's amazing. You are such a gift. You are not broken. You are full. You are complete. You are whole. You are awesome. Talk to your body like this because then that's how you get results because that's the fuel driving your weight loss or the clothes you're wearing or the jammies or the comforts in which you sleep. This really matters. And then guess what happens? Your kids pick up on that. Because if you're hiding in pictures, pulling at your shirts, telling yourself how ugly and F-A-T you are, or I look huge, or whatever it is that you're saying out loud, kids are picking up on that. Even if you're not saying it out loud, they still pick up on it. They see how you look at yourself in the mirror or how you walk by the mirror and skip over the mirror. All of this is being absorbed by them and they don't even know it. It's a form of brainwashing, but not in a brainwash from like a cult, but like we are washing their brain to think the way that we're thinking by osmosis. Now, when they become an adult, they'll create their own thoughts, but when they're little itty bitty, everything is monkey see, monkey do. So instead of worried about their side of the street, you're only worried about your side of the street, model and embody what you want for them, and then it becomes a lot easier. I love the quote, if you love your kids, take care of their mother. Taking care of the mother does not always mean the bubble baths, the workouts, the eating clean. It matters how the mom is talking to herself. How is the dad talking to himself? Because our inner dialogue is how we are gonna see our kids and then project that onto them. And then that's gonna become their inner voice. And it's this ripple effect and this legacy that we leave that has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with the job that we did or didn't do. has everything to do with our inner dialogue that they're picking up and then it becomes their own. And then when they become in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, then they question it all like, hey, I wonder why my mom thought that. I wonder why my dad thought that. I wanna create a thought of my own. And then they have their own family. But when they're in the tree of your home, 
They're the apples in your tree. You just have to focus on the tree and make sure that the tree is filled with everything that you want the apples to absorb, including your inner dialogue, including the whispers to yourself, including what you say when you walk by a mirror. All of that really matters because they pick up on all of it. They don't even know that they're picking up on it because it's all a tone. It's all a feel. It's all a mood. They pick up on all of it and then they go and recreate it when they become older. That part, we can't control any of it, but we can to a point where we can control the controllable and control our side of the street. And that's where this work is so empowering because then we're not giving all the emotional responsibility to the sea line, whether it's the kids, whether it's the spouse, whether it's the scale, whether it's the body, whatever it is, we are taking ownership for it. And then our relationship with our body improves and then our relationship with ourself improves. And then all the relationships around us will level up as well organically. You don't have to sit down and have a huge heart-to-heart talk with the spouse, with your kids, because your relationship with yourself improves. And then when that happens, you're not going to people outside of you to fill you up because you're already filled up on your own. So they don't have to fill up a bucket that has holes in it because your bucket, you are in charge of filling up the holes. You are in charge of plugging up those holes and you don't give that emotional responsibility to anyone outside of you. And your relationship with your body improves. You will see everything in your life will feel lighter and fluffier and it has nothing to do with the number on the scale. If you need help with this, I can help you with the A line and I can help you with the T line. I will put in the show notes what you need to do to focus on the A line. And then in the group that we're doing, I run them every single stinking honking month. We will focus on the T line. What are you saying to yourself? What are you saying to your body? Because you can't beat yourself up to get results. I mean, you might be able to, but it's a very short term way to get there and it won't last. That's why people lose weight and they put it back on because they're not changing anything about the T line. So in the show notes, I'm going to put in what goes in the A line. And then when we're in the group, we're going to talk about what you put in the T line. So reach out to me, say I'm in. It helps support the show. It helps support Michael, helps keep the lights on. The most important thing is it helps your relationship with yourself grow. And then you'll see all the relationships around you grow too. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.